Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Turn up for City in Europe. Tuesday's 3-0 win over Young Boys was the club's 100th win in European competition, dating back to the second leg of the European Cup Winners' Cup tie with Athletic Bilbao in 1969. That one was 3-0 too in a year when City went on to win the competition. Omens, anyone? I don't know. This is Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. With me is the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello. Hello. Who needs omens? When no, I know when you've got a team as good as this. When you're Yeah, I know. You know what I mean, though. It's, uh, I do. It's, well, no, uh, I don't. Well, no, but it's, it's, it's a football fan thing, isn't it? Um, Something not, to say at the start of a podcast. Yeah, exactly that. Um, not a bad night, all told. Uh, English record, uh, well. 18 unbeaten in a row. Uh, 11 seasons uh, through to the Champions League knockout. 100 wins in the competition. Going all right there. Plenty of... Well, not plenty of some things neg- on the negative side that we'll get to shortly. But uh, in well, terms yeah. of performance, pretty good. Uh, well, in terms of those numbers, there getting the job done, um, some nice goals, pretty good. I, it wasn't a great game. Um, it was more like the standard, I suppose, home city Champions League match. You know, the Red Star game mentioned a few times was really good really entertaining and that was kind of the way it was heading and then Haaland scored the penalty and then I'd, I I thought City in to borrow a Guardiola phrase forgot to play Yeah, after scoring the first goal nothing really happened they gave the ball away in their own half quite a bit um, and then Foden scored that amazing goal and that was obviously again a, another good moment and then Haaland's goal was great and then Guardiola made the subs which normally kill the game you know the, the threshold to bring on Calvin Phillips um, <laughs> and then yeah it, it did that was it, really. So, it, yeah, I'm not. I'm certainly not complaining about the the night itself. Um, but I mean, let's be honest; it wasn't a great game. There were some good moments, um, and obviously, good news and bad news. Bad news is John Stones is out for a while, by the sounds of it. And the good news is we got someone to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're still thinking about the bad news. Um, <laughs> I knew, I knew that was coming. I've, I, I'm not good on office quotes, but um, I like. I already, I knew you were going to weave it, that in there. It's memeable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's been memed. Um, yeah, so that yeah. So I mean, when I've been driving home, think like, yeah, City got the job done. They qualified, although they're not top, are they? Not guaranteed top. So they're still going to have to play a, a strong team against Leipzig. Uh, well, they're not going to have to, but he will. And that's between Liverpool and Spurs. Good. Um, at least they're all at home, to be fair. That'd be a hell of a trio of games. Yeah. That'd be really good, actually. Um, but yeah, um, 
Chelsea. Well, the Spurs, break, Spurs won't have any players after Leipzig, after Monday Spurs, night, will they? Villa. Well, no, that was that was fantastic. Wasn't it? <laughs> um, absolutely mad. I mean, it, funnily enough, it says a lot about what football fans want from games and football in general. And I get it. And that, I'm not kind of criticising that, but it, it says a lot that um, you know Spurs fans and a lot of fans in general. I kind of like, oh yeah, fair play to Postacoglu. Yeah, he, I went for it. It was re- like it was fucking stupid. That was fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, but, the, um, the thing that I mean, the thing that enjoyed it. I know this isn't a Spurs podcast, but the thing that I found uh, interesting from well, it just linked to City, I think. Well, it, um, yeah, um, well, I can bring everything back to City. Don't worry. Okay, well, good luck with this one. Um, the thing I found a bit odd with it all was uh, like the, the mood coming off the pitch was, uh, especially from Spurs fans, but also from a lot of neutrals, just seemed to be well, you know, they, they can have pride in that defeat, and I was just mm. like, it, it was it was the biggest act of self sabotage I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Like they didn't yeah. need to have two men sent off to in, in that game, and they had it done. They had, that happened at one nil when they were in full control of it all. Yeah, that, I mean that that was obviously mad. But the element of the high line, like I was on the phone to Nadem for quite a lot of the game, and it was hilarious watching it and like as like watching it together like via the phone. <laughs> but like even like the most basic kind of if you if you're gonna have a high line, you got to put pressure on the ball. But like that that screenshot that everybody's seen on X. Of everyone on the halfway line, and like Reese James playing that pass from like eight yards inside the Chelsea half for Kukurea to run onto. Like you can't play a high line and let them pass and run. <laughs> like you've got to stop them doing that. And but again, like it's I saw what Postacoglu said in terms of it being their identity, and I suppose as a useful tool of this is how we play. It was quite useful if you're going to write off the fact that you're not going to win the game or you're not going to get anything out of it. But like I say, it's just instructive of what fans want from a game because it was stupid, it was reckless, it was it ended up being four-one, and it should have been more. Really, I know this is a bad example because City have a bad record against Spurs, but like Haaland would have scored ten goals in that situation. Like it would have been mad. Like another team would have fully battered them, mm. but but fans are happy about it because it was kind of brave and not boring, and they gave it a go. Whereas to bring it back to City, I mean, how many times tonight you you, you were messaging me saying, and even I heard it as well around me, you know, move the ball quicker and all that kind of stuff. It's like fans would rather see an approach which is far less con- conducive <laughs> to winning a football match. <laughs> Than a kind of sensible but slower approach, and again, it's to bring it back to City in another way. It's the it's the docu against Grealish thing, as on a kind of wider scope. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, the, yeah, that, that Spurs game was was fantastic, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, the, you're right. They haven't got they, um, they probably haven't got Van der Ven. They haven't got Romero. But Romero, like, that's why I can't have him as world class. He's obviously good, but he's just mental. Like, he, I can't believe. Like they fully harness not just him but Otamendi as well at centre back. I can't believe they won the World Cup with both of them. Um, just they've got such a mad energy around that team. But and but as as Naden pointed out as well, he was like, "This shows how mad Romero is that that awful foul for the penalty, which he didn't know what he was doing. Like it was a red card. It was on Enzo Fernandez as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, won the World Cup. Like, it just he's." He's he's absolutely mad. Anyway, um, City, a yeah. brief, brief respite from the fact that John Stones is out, and yeah. it's a it's a big issue, isn't it? It's a big it issue. Is. I, it is. I don't, the thing is, the context of me saying this is obviously look, it's Stones, but normally, if if Rodri had got that ban, or if Rodri had got that ban, but City had won the matches, 
I'd have been like, you know what, they'll be all right. They were fine. To be fair, they weren't terrible at the start of the season by any means without Stones. Um, but the way I was so blasé about Rodri being banned after that Forest game, like they've always, they always, um, they always cover up their problems really well. Like Cancelo leaving, no striker, no left back over the years, whatever, whatever, whatever. Always been fine. No, no De Bruyne, never been a problem, which is mad, but it's never been a problem. So I was like that after Rodri, and then obviously you see it is a problem. And then with with Stones, Stones was the whole key to last season turning around, wasn't it? It was the mm. Stones going into midfield and then um, going into the forward line itself. That offered them the overloads. That allowed them to kind of control games in a similar kind of way to when they had the false nine. It made them kind of click in March, April time, late in the season. Um, and again, I don't want to go too far down this road because... We always go, oh, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that today? You know, when Stones hasn't played it before, oh, who's going to go into midfield? Sometimes they don't have anyone going into midfield. They just do mm-hmm. it a different way. But like, so Guardiola was asked after the game, because in terms of the game itself, beforehand, there was loads of different ways that City, well, that we could have interpreted that lineup from City. And even on the UEFA graphic, it had like Rico Lewis at right back, Akanji centre back, Stones in midfield, with Kovacic and it's like well it's not going to be that is it but it was like maybe Stones doesn't go into midfield because you've got Kovacic and Lewis or maybe he does and and all these kind of things but in the end he went into midfield and he didn't go next to somebody everybody moved up so Mm. it was like a three-man line in front of him and that was completely new so Guardiola was asked that in the press conference like is it good that you know you've got these this different versatility without Rodri. And it was a bit of word salad at the start. And unless he means that Rodri's injured as well, which I don't know, but I think it was just a kind of, he, he was saying, if playing without both is a real problem. Yeah, which well, I, they're not. I, I didn't, frustratingly, I didn't clip this bit up of the press conference, but um, what I took away from it was, because uh, the question was along the lines of, you must be quite pleased with... Yeah, um, you've got this versatility. Yeah. But um, the upshot was, well, without Stones, we haven't. He yeah. genuinely said, "Without stones, we haven't got yeah, that, and that it versatility." Was, and it was kind of like he was saying, "It was like he was saying, well, without Rodri, it's fine. Without Stones, it's fine. But without Stones and Rodri, then we might have a problem." Yeah, yeah, and because he said uh, we have to find solutions like we well, like we tried at Arsenal, but that wasn't good, basically. Um, and when he said, "You know, we're in trouble," he then, in the same breath, was saying, "Well, Calvin's played good minutes and." Nathan, when he's gone in there, he's been okay, and and Manu's done it sometimes, and you know they're 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 good for stability against transitions. They can do the basics thing well, so you know they can do it. And it's like he is not convinced by the words he's saying. Yeah, but although no, we all that... know that Akanji was fine in there, but it's not the same. Yeah, and and again, this is all in an article I've written. But Guardiola, he was talking before the game. He did an interview with TNT on on Monday, and he was talking about Stones, and he was he was talking about what we always say his well, the way that he always adapts to his players rather than the other way around. And he was like, I'm playing with John in the middle now because he can do it. Without John, we can't do it. And this was in the context of having Stones, not without. So he was already saying, without John there, we can't do it. And it just isn't the same. But the thing is, in terms of solutions, the most obvious one to me is what the precursor to Stones going into midfield was. And it was what he said Sparked it all. Convinced the rest of them, and that was Rico Lewis doing it. Mm. From right back, because obviously Stone did it from right back initially, but then he did it from centre back, and it didn't seem like there was a major difference between the two, apart from in certain games, like the Champions League final, when it was like, well, they've got two strikers, you can't just leave one of them to go and 
move into midfield and back. So we had to do it from right back again. Um, but, and I don't, maybe this isn't a factor, but it seems that he's given Walker so much responsibility, so many promises to get him to snub Bayern Munich, basically. And the captaincy has worked out perfectly because De Bruyne doesn't want the responsibility of all the captaincy stuff. He doesn't want all the kind of what needs fixing, you know, this showerhead needs improve, whatever, you know, we need all these new facilities. He doesn't want all that. But Walker does, so it worked out brilliantly. It's worked, it couldn't have gone better for Guardiola, for Walker, for everyone. It works perfectly. And maybe this isn't the best solution anyway, but it feels like the best solution is just to get Rico Lewis to go into midfield and further forward, because we know he can do it already. Tonight, he was making runs into the same spaces that Haaland was doing. He was making yeah. runs in behind. Like He can do all of that. He can step up and go even further, like Stones can. But the issue you've got there is Walker's got to sit on the bench. Now, Guardiola's never been afraid of making that difficult decision, and he's done that a lot with Walker, um, obviously at the end of last season. And maybe he just does it again. But it is different when you've made the if you've made the promises that he might have done. If you've made, yeah, yeah exactly. If, if he might have done it, like because if 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 that's the case, he's, he kind of backed himself into a corner a bit. It may, maybe it isn't the case, um, and maybe it, maybe there'll be another solution. But it does feel like I mean, look, this is this is to me. And how many times are we in situations with City where you go, he doesn't look very good, or I can't see this working, and all of a sudden it's brilliant and they're fine. And you go, what what were we worried about? Um, so. But you know, if you if you give me the option now between and we we'll try and think of some others, but if you give me the option now between Rico Lewis going in from right back when it's doable, or Akanji and Ake doing it from centre back, it's Rico Lewis I want to see. Mm. Although that, Rico Lewis is that, most suited in terms of style, but again, in terms of size, no, and experience, not so much. But Lewis has obviously matured a lot even since Christmas. I think he could be trusted a lot more um, than Guardiola would have at the start of the year. Um, but he's obviously likes doing it from centre back. But then it's like he he didn't mention Guardiola, and Guardiola seems an obvious candidate to do it because of how good he is on the ball. But I don't know if it's a case of he doesn't want to do it just yet. I mean, maybe this is a good question for me to ask him on on Friday. Um, you know, would he not be a good a good option? Because he, he seems like on paper. Um, in fact, he seems perfect, doesn't he? Um, but it's just a it is a complicated situation. But like I say. They didn't do terribly without him at the start of the season. And they were missing a lot of other players as well. But, you know, they did look a lot more like their old selves when he came back. And obviously that wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. Although I, I was, uh, while we're also talking about memes, like you with the office at the start, um, I was I did spend a little bit of the second half trying to find a, a gift from the thick of it um, where uh, Jamie, yeah, I, it's, um, you know, in the in the Spinners and Losers special where they're, they're trying to find the new leader and uh, Malcolm and Jamie uh, settle on Claire Ballantyne as the, uh, yeah. as, as the, as the <laughs> option. Uh, and Jamie, yeah. Jamie just goes... This doesn't mean anything to anyone, really. No, no, no. no. Uh, Jamie just goes... Um, you know, I'm I'm not hating this, and it was it, it was that about Ake stepping into midfield. I thought he did all right. Um, what tonight? tonight yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, obviously, the, the the kind of context is this is a terrible idea that they soon kind of yeah <laughs> talk <laughs> themselves out back out of. But for a while, they were like, oh yeah, okay, maybe. But it's in that same way as you book a flight. To let's say an away, an away, a flight back from a Champions League game. When you book it, it's a great idea, and you go ah oh, six in the morning. You know, we'll just get, we'll go straight to the airport. You know, it'd be fine, whatever. And you're all, you're all for it, and obviously, like nine times out of ten, you just do it anyway. 
and you get what have I done here this was stupid that's normally what I do but when those plans end up getting cancelled and let's say it ends up being 6pm instead you start going oh you know what it's better we can lie in bed now we don't have to <laughs> and you basically you just talk yourself into whatever situation you're faced with yeah. and I, that I kind of feel like there's a there is a a bit of that um, yeah with Stones and like the way he mentioned Phillips Akanji and Ake like I mean fucking hell I mean, if he goes from Phillips, you know, when he was asked in the embargoed bit of the weekend, do you want him to play more? And it was, oh, yeah, like, Roger is so important. And basically there was no kind of acknowledgement of, oh, yeah, he will play. And again, the fact that Phillips didn't play tonight when there was other changes and, you know, okay, there's a new signing. We need to see how he is. What, Phillips? No, Nunes, get him in. Kovacic, get him in. The pecking order is obvious. And Guardiola again saying recently, yeah, when we want the game to be a bit chaotic, oh, yeah, you'll want that against Liverpool. And Tottenham <laughs> and Chelsea and Leipzig. That's what you want, is it? So Phillips is, it's surely not going to happen. But again, purely for hypothetical sake, when I, what I just said five minutes ago, how many times have we been in a situation and thought no chance and then it turns out to be genius or whatever? Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the last, last, last chance for Phillips, but I'm 98% sure it's not. Yeah. Um, let's just have a quick listen to what Guardiola said after the game uh, about uh, Stones. Um, it really doesn't sound good. This was how he answered the question. This muscular is injured, so we'll be a while out. Yeah. Yeah. This then is a pity for him because he's in crowd professional. He tried to do it, but uh, yeah, it's a pity. It's a bad news for us. It's a the, the bad news uh, for tonight. Are we talking weeks or months? I don't know. It's just not good, is it? No. Um... I mean, it's a thing with Stones, though, isn't it? Just injuries a lot. Mm. It gets a lot of injuries. Um, but it's not. It's one of those where it can't be his fault. You know, it, I'm sure it isn't. Um, but it's just an un- unfortunate, isn't it? You can yeah. never really... It's, and just, like, it's, it's just the way it is, yeah. You can never really plan to have him for, for too long, which I suppose we all, we all did. You know, when he came back from injury, we were kind of like, okay, well, that's it now. But obviously it isn't. But Guardiola has mentioned it a lot, hasn't he? He's not so much for the last few months, but over the years, and even like the last couple when he's been playing well, he'd always throw in a, a kind of snarky comment, um, a bit of side-eye about Stones' injuries. Like, it's always been a thing that's annoyed him. I know that. And he has he has mentioned it a lot. Um, but again, he's just become more important than ever. So it's, it's probably more a thing to be sad about than pissed off about now. Because... Like he says, everything he like everything he said and how he said it, he's just he is just so important. Coming up after a short ad break, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about the young boys' game. Looking at Phil Foden and Jack Grealish. See you shortly. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. A couple of other things from the press conference as well, Sam. Uh, Guardiola was asked for his assessment of the performance, uh, again with the view that City yeah. made something that uh, wasn't easy look easy. The amount of people who say, oh, is he... Just fuck, we stop saying it's easy, though. Do you know fucking anything about it? <laughs> uh, just even, even if... Okay, fine. Like maybe, maybe it looks easy. And again, the United game, for all I can say, they had to do this, they had to do that, they had to do that. You have to accept the United doctor. So, okay, maybe it was. But, like, at least if you think it's easy, just don't ask Guardiola about it. Because what, what, I don't know what you're hoping to achieve. Like mm. sometimes, sometimes when you ask a stupid question, you get a great answer at the, at the cost of looking stupid. Um, but I don't think people who intend to do it, just, I, it's just mad that people would, I don't know, just, I, I don't know what kind of affliction it is is it laziness or stupidness or whatever like why why are you saying to Guardiola still having easy, experienced yeah. him that things are easy yeah well they, it, it did spawn uh, this as part of his answer though we play a good games and as I said in before in the flash interview so still after one we have done the uncomfortable the things that always require a football game still we are able to do it amazingly and the rest of the quality they have they do it so we we miss today. We lack a little bit the the be sweeter or softer in the last touch, in the last action in the ATR box. We were not not good enough today, but uh, the rest of that was was really really good. I never thought Guardiola could frame a football match like a romantic novel, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's funny the the. the kind of words he uses for that for just just before i forget because I, I won't get a chance to bring this up again just in terms of the words he uses and how he is that marty perinal book i think i've seen a oh, i don't know maybe i'm not supposed to say the title of it i don't want to give it away but i've i've seen a catalan copy of it a picture of it it's fucking massive it's like the bible <laughs> it's absolutely it's going to be great like i don't yeah. i i'm I'm probably going to take like a couple of days off and just absolutely rinse through the whole thing. I probably will have to for work anyway. Um, but I'm genuinely looking forward to it, but it is absolutely massive. So yeah, I'm sure there'll be other um, kind of Guardiola phraseology in there. But yeah, and again, like 
I, I tweeted it anyway, so I, I said it wasn't the greatest game, but especially when you know Guardiola has little comments like that, um, it kind of emboldens you a bit to to risk annoying people who think you're being negative. Because yeah, but um, in terms of in the final third, I was looking I was looking at Nunes, and I thought Nunes was, was good overall. I saw a lot of people thought he wasn't, but I thought he was good overall. But in terms of the final third, I think Guardiola there was a bit of a throwaway comment maybe on Monday. He wasn't having a go at him, but he just kind of mentioned how. He's not a goal scorer, really. Mm. Um, and he could see that, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and again, say, there was a of couple of chances on here. Like there was that. Uh, there was that time early on when he got the ball in the centre circle and he drove amazing run. That's what he's all about. But then the pass was off. Um, but the pass was off a lot of times, wasn't it? Um, Kovacic had some good ones, had some bad ones. Um, but again, Kovacic is the only one, and he does it all the time. Like he'll he'll run, take a few people on, and as he's running, he'll try and play Haaland in. And that, that is so refreshing. And presumably it will click at some point. That that will be that will be very useful. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't really click always in the final third. But then obviously with, with Foden, it really did. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, There was, Guardiola was interesting on Foden as well um, because we've been saying for a while, and it kind of kind of stemmed from that turn in the Champions League final, didn't it, where we where it was it's just like, you've done all the hard work, just finish it when you get to the uh, get the chance. Um, that we've wanted to see a little bit more from Foden's finishing. Uh, but listening to Guardiola in the presser, it sounded like he's wanted that as well. Uh, this is what he said. The second one for Phil was amazing too, the first control. And finally... He didn't shoot strong, he didn't put the ball in the net softly. Like always happened in the early ages when I arrived with 60, 70, 80 years old, years old with, with us, always had this type of finishing. And and today he's back, he's back for that way. It's not, you have to shoot strong there, you have to just put the ball in a place close to the puzzle and the, the keeper cannot get it. So he makes incredible action. The pass from Jack is perfect because it's the right tempo right spot and the two double controls from field was amazing and after that put the ball in the net so they're really really two goals beautiful there we go um and you can kind of i kind of get the sense of what guardiola means anyway sam because like it's kind of what we've been asking of him ourselves um yeah because i saw i saw a a compilation on on Twitter the other day because somebody had said like has Foden ever scored like a clutch goal and somebody had put together there were some assists in there but it was like a two minute 20 video of like important Foden goals mostly which is a lot um, to cram in they weren't padded out with loads of replays or whatever Um, there was the one at Anfield um, at the cop end a couple of years ago I think it was in the 2-2 was in the 2-2 yeah yeah it was and he pinged it bottom corner from that narrow position on the left. And it feels like he's tried to do that a lot since, in, particularly in games at Old Trafford. You know, that one, the the Wambasaka one. People know what we mean. Um, and he's not quite got it. And we've just talked generally about his um, his composure in the final third. And I guess maybe this is the kind of conversation they had after the Champions League final and that amazing turn and run that he did and, and the poor finish. Um, so yeah, maybe... Maybe this is, well, it is what he's been asking him to do um, for years. It's funny though, isn't it? Because I suppose the way he said, you know, he's been doing it since he was 16, 17. It kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm reading between the lines a bit, but it kind of ties into the whole slow learner vibe that I get from Guardiola when he talks about Foden and the whole he's a free bird element, you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, other players would have picked this up. You know, he would have been passing the ball into the corner four years ago if he was somebody else. But, you know, maybe just... 
he does his own thing a bit more than others and maybe maybe certain things um, take a bit longer to absorb. But, I mean, it was a hell of a goal. Um, and Grealish's explanation of why he passed to him was interesting as well. Again, it, one of those little details that, well, certainly need um, pointing out by the experts in my case. <laughs> well, let's hear him because uh, Grealish spoke to TNT Sports. Um, he was asked a, a, again about that ball to uh, to Foden because Ali McCoyst on commentary absolutely loved it. Um, this is what Grealish said. Do you know what? It, it's, it, basically, before the game, the manager says to us, obviously they were playing five, and he says, you know, like when we have the ball, sometimes we go from like me to Kovac to Rodri, then, and then he was saying, with a five, he was saying, if you can, if you're coming inside, hit there straight away, you know, instead of going to each player, because obviously it takes longer. So, yeah, when I was coming inside, you know, instead of giving it to the, I don't know who was there, I just thought, get it straight out to Phil and let him go at the defender 1v1. And, um, and yeah, that's what he did. So, uh, yeah, no, it was, I don't think it was that good of a ball, was it? Ali McCoy thought it was. Yeah, thanks, Ali. <laughs> As a team, Jack, look, you're always top performances but as a group did you was the one thing that was slightly disappointing tonight that you weren't more ruthless yeah definitely even myself you know I, I need to start you know scoring more goals and um obviously i know what i bring to the team um aside from goals and assists but you know every attacking player wants to score more um so yeah myself uh and yeah you know we won three nil but i think you know on another day it could have been five or six We'll talk about that second bit in a second, Sam. But first, let's hear what Guardiola thought of that pass because uh, he was asked about, um, again, the Grealish comment about his uh, his numbers. So uh, this is what he said. No, I was quick about him. He knows it. So make a good assist. He's able to do it. and have the chances. Yeah, one more, you know, one day we unblock on luck. I would say that the situation is quite goals because in the training session, right to left, had the ability to do it. When you brought Jeremy on towards the end, Jack moved and played centrally. Is that something, you've obviously got a lot of competition out wide now, is that something you think Jack could do? He can do start it. Start in a game, could you play all three? He can do it. Three? I think Jack would play there in that position a bit more free, but at the same time defensively. Not because he has not the heart or spirit to defend, because it's amazing how help us, but he can play there. Yeah, he can play. So uh, three things, Sam. The the pass there, uh, Grealish demanding more of himself, and uh, Guardiola using him as an eight. Yeah, I I reckon the demanding more of himself came. There there would have been other um, things as well, but what I think it was, second half, cut inside, good good move from City, and he kind of really promising. You think he's going to bend it into the far corner, and he just kind of. Not miss hits it, but hits it not with partic- any particular power straight at the keeper. And I, I, I bet that was what he was thinking. Like he should have yeah. done better there. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I think to that. But yeah, again, like you know, again, I, we don't need to state how important we think he is. But numbers wise, in terms of goals and assists last season, there still wasn't loads. Um, so yeah, it's it's something that that he can bump up. But again, we know what he does. But then. It was interesting really that he said on that goal. that it was well it's interesting that he said on that um like I know what I bring to the team so Guardiola must absolutely yeah. hammer that, hammer that into him because he, he yeah, must I think be I've been going on for like 18 months. Yeah, he must be so critical of himself if he's if he's just looking at his numbers going I'm not scoring or assisting enough and then Guardiola's going no what you're doing this 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 or this and this and this and this and he's like yeah, yeah. but I'm still not scoring enough and it's like it feels like a vicious circle that he's in. Uh 
Yeah, I suppose it is, but at least now he does appreciate what he does for the team. He does know his value to the team. Um, and like part of that is the defensive side of the game, which again, it's just that classic thing that we were saying earlier with the Postacoglu stuff. If you say a player is good defensively, especially in like Grealish's case, when the alternative is Doku, people are all... Oh, oh. But like he's genuinely very good defensively. And that brings us on to, the, to Guardiola's point about him playing as a number eight, which I don't think he really finished because he kind of said he can do it and then he kind of cast a bit of doubt on it because of the defensive side of the game. But he said not in terms of how he actually defends because he, no, he he said something about heart or whatever. But he tracks back loads, he wins the ball back loads. So it's not that. But I wonder if I wonder if it's that element of just how he uses the ball. Mm. like and, and like in the way that Foden is not the safest option to play in there because he'll always be be trying things and not necessarily thinking about what's behind him. Well, Grealish, I, I Grealish gave it away Grealish twice is, tonight. Well, he, the same as he did against United, where he yeah. just turned around and gave it straight to one of their players. I don't just mean that. I just mean he might be a bit more direct, like in, in a De Bruyne kind of way. Um, you know, it, and again, it's fine having De Bruyne if, if, you, if you offset him with, with others in terms of the balance of, of City and how it all works. I just wonder if that was what... Guardiola was getting out there with Grealish because he he did mention there's like a defensive thing, but not the actual physical act of running back and tackling because we know he's good at that. I, it just must be the whole use of the ball and you know why Rico Lewis, why he loves Rico Lewis because he's making the right movements, the right options, and it's the it's the Bernardo Silva and Gundogan thing of always choosing the the right option and that kind of thing. And maybe if I if I'm kind of applying my knowledge of Guardiola, that that's what he means about Grealish. But I do wonder. To what extent? Because I wouldn't have him down as a, as a let's just say reckless option in there. You'd think he'd he'd use the ball pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's he did say um, one other thing in that TNT interview, Sam. That uh, I've genuinely never related to a footballer more um, when he said this. Rubakot. There we go. That's uh, that does it for me. Rubakot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. That is that is one for you, isn't it? Yeah, turn that into a meme. I'm going to be using that Mikhail Arteta. I feel sick one a a lot. I think. That's it for the free version of Let Me Talk. There's more for members, though. Go over to lmtpod.com if you want to sign up for those longer ad-free episodes. Sam, what is there for members for this one? Yeah, uh, a bit of a look at Kovacic, Nunes, Rico Lewis, the the trio that were able to push up with Stones going into midfield, and a little bit more about Jeremy Doku, the man that basically everybody loves. That's all for members. Those ad-free episodes are longer and they're out earlier. You can find out more on lmtpod.com. If you want to send us an email, it's hello at lmtpod.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, so just search for lmtpod on there. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. Money.